The mics are on. The glasses are full. It's time for the craft beer ballers. I'm, okay, so Kevin is available, I and so I, all right, so I'm yeah. available. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm married, but but, I'm, but, but available to actually, you know, get on the podcast. Okay, right. how are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Excellent. I like it. Fucking excellent. You can tell we've had a couple beers already. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this is like the second segment I started out with cursing. Yeah, what would the kids say? So, um, all right, so we what are. What mean, Daddy? Um, I have a crazy story about my. Well, the first time I knew my daughter knew the word fuck. And I, it's not. I don't, I'm not going to tell it now, but it's, it's, it's the crazy. It was, it was years ago, too. Like, wow. she's straight up, like, at, at six was like, yeah. I should have said, said that to her, should I? Uh, no, it wasn't you. So, <laughs> so like. No, it was no. I, w- I would blame it on our mom too, but eh, it was probably me. So, all right. So we are at Double Branch Artisanal Ales, and we have a whole gang of people here. Uh, we're we're Ryan, who's the owner. Say hi. Hello. All right, and we are here with the Alter Craft uh, Distribution Team here. The the uh, the, bra- the Brain Trust. I don't know. What do you guys refer to yourself? I don't know. We don't have titles. <laughs> <laughs> we just. Yeah, yeah so. we don't we don't have any titles. So uh, I guess you could classify Mike and I as co-owners. And, okay, okay. And so. then we have some more members of the team and yeah. Yeah. recent additions. Yeah, Corey and Andre are our, our sales team, I guess. Team of two. Yeah, team yeah, of two. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, okay, so uh, tell us about Aldercraft because there, there's a movement happening here at Craft Beer. And people who know Craft Beer – beyond just drinking the shit realize that okay yeah like okay distribution's like kind of a it's a thing it's a real thing it's yeah. a, there's, a, there's only barely been like a couple players in this for like a billion years craft beer is so gotten, like, uh, yeah it's, it's like gotten pretty big game. yeah it's it's gotten pretty big um and so yeah yeah so we're we're trying to change that we're trying to make craft beer smaller i guess so uh, our, entire, our entire goal is to um, distribute and represent and get craft beer out there to smaller breweries that somewhat can get overlooked or brand new breweries like uh, like Ryan's here who opened up in the middle of the pandemic. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you it's know, good timing. Good timing. Yeah. Fantastic timing. We actually have three breweries that opened up in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, the yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we have... Uh, yeah, you've got a Baybaro, Baybaro too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Southern Lights, for the lack of terms. They were in the middle of it, and yeah. uh, I think they were going to open up in, in the spring, and clearly they did not. And yeah. So they opened up in November. So, you know, we have, we have a lot of smaller breweries. Um, okay. And we like okay. to keep it that way. We like to keep it... Um, very artisanal and very craft. Oh yeah, yeah. So, artisanal is um, a good word. Yeah. You know, uh, Jake and I were brewers first. Um, <laughs> our goal was not to open up a distribution company. Okay. Our goal was to open up a brewery, which yeah. we've been planning for for years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were about to sign a million dollar contract and, and uh, agreement on a building in Safety Harbor, and it fell through. And I'm really, really happy it did. Okay. We would have oh. never been even opened. We don't know that, but yeah. yeah it count, would have been. Count your blessings. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we went through a bunch of different places, and, um, you know, it, the timing couldn't have been worse or better, depending on how you look at it. Uh, um, yeah. We were, Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And, and there was lots of changes. I, I, got, I got laid off from my work, so I started yeah. working with my friends at Overflow Brewing, um, brewing with them. And um, the idea kind of just came out of there. Okay. There's not a whole lot of distribution for these smaller breweries. 
Yeah, yeah. And there's, it's not built for distribution for small breweries. It's um, the contracts in the state and the laws in the state are what they are, and they haven't been changed in years, and they're trying to get better. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, there's lifetime contracts for a lot of these places, and they can't get out of them, and that sucks. Uh, sometimes you can get out, um, yeah, yeah. But in circumstances, some circumstances, you, you can't. And um, you know, there's several examples of where that's gone wrong in this in this industry. And Barley Mo, rest in peace, is one of those examples. It's yeah. a benchmark of where, for sure, distribution failed and business decisions failed. And you know, Jake's kind of firsthand knowledge of you know working there. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. And we we're trying to change that a little bit. So uh, it's funny, you, like, as where it started, it was a lot like what you're saying, drinking out with your friends. And I actually wasn't even there the evening that the idea came up. Mike yeah. was, they, they had finished brewing or cellaring and yeah. were hanging out, and they were just kind of like. Ryan Sarno and I was yeah. at Willard's, yeah. And he was just like, hey. All great decisions start with beer. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, hey, he calls me up. It's like, 1230 and he's like hey what do you think about this ryan and i were just discussing how obviously small breweries are underserved in the distribution market and there's a thing here like no one can sell their beer they're all closed the shutdowns happened he's like what if we provide a way to at least move beer for people yeah and so that's kind of where the conversation started so yeah. meet a need basically. yeah meet yeah i need. mean and yeah. it was like covid presented a need that necessarily wasn't there but it was also there was a big underlying problem that was always there. That they already need to be addressed. Yeah. 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 I mean, All most right. breweries don't start out thinking, oh, I want to hit distro right away. I mean, some of what we represent is like three barrels. So yeah. very small. Yeah. And so it's very difficult. And we, we, we were able to help some of these guys even just start paying their own people. Yeah. Because we can get their beer out in the market. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where that's it started awesome. out of. That's, um, that's so awesome. It's, it's just evolved into this snowball yeah. monster effect. <laughs> and so, I mean, we had we set lofty goals. So we, we technically started October 19th-ish. Yeah, I think that's when we got Summer is our first. We got all of our, our things wrapped up. and but then, No, sorry, no, November. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But so It was funny, too, because we had this idea, and we it was so unknown because it's always been the big players. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a big scary thing to get into so we're like how can we do this without leveraging ourselves out of our homes and spending a fortune to start something and then get shut down because it's like you don't know what you're getting into so we basically came up with an idea we went out and bought a double axle trailer that we pull behind a truck and turn it into a walk-in cooler and paid our licensing fees and just kind of like jumped into it because right right like we're like, we can make it work. We want to cold ship the beer. We yeah. want, basically all it takes is get things to A to B and make relationships. You don't need to dump a bunch of, dump a bunch of money into it. Until, until, which yeah. means the two of you could not get like sick or have an issue. <laughs> no, not knock, right on, now. knock on wood, that, that, that's that never happened. Crash. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, right. I mean, that's how it started. Now we have other employees who can fill in and it's gotten more stable. But yeah, yeah. definitely. We're like, we jumped in. We... Dude, trapeze artists with no net, basically. No, yeah. none, zero. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing: like, if if you want to start a brewery, there's probably 15 books on how to start a brewery. Yeah. They're all different, or even how to brew beer. Right? There's all this way you can learn. Let me tell you how many books there are about how to start a distribution company. 
fucking zero. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and sure the no state, one that and there, there is just no resources. Hey, go no, start. That's not surprising at all. Actually. No, I mean, I mean, why would there that? be? It's yeah, not exactly. Yeah, like industry it at is all. such a shut door industry. I mean, that's why the laws have been so archaic for as long as they've been. Yeah. My, um, one of my friends, Matt Dom, we were sitting at Overflow. Matt Dom from, um, from it, it's on. Uh, one of my friends uh, my from on. Masteries. I'm sure we can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> um, mic's not on. It, it's <laughs> Turn his mic off. No, yeah, no, Matt, no, Matt from, from sorry, Masteries. Sorry, yeah, Matt, I, Matt we, from Masteries. We, we, we know, we know we were, we were yeah. sitting oh, yeah, in Overflow. He was like, <laughs> you like beer, right? You like making beer. And I was like, yeah. He's like, then don't do this business because it's not about beer anymore. It's somewhat it's about beer. Yeah. It's about logistics and moving things around from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, okay, fine, Matt. Sure. I was like, no, no, he's, he's right. No, he's he absolutely know, right. He, he um, knows, too. He's been a, but he's, he's pretty immersed. He's been a huge resource for yeah, us. Yeah, um, huge. But, I mean, he wasn't wrong. But I still think what we do, we still have that passion for beer. Um, well, I think that's kind of why it's working too. Yeah. So we've been so we're so into the industry. We know a lot of people, and I think the fact that we care about craft beer and love craft beer is what has gotten us to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right, not, right. Like we will tell big opportunities no because we can't store the beer on warm shelves. And for us, it would make us much money. But it's not about us. It's about yeah. the beer. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of ways where we're just trying to advocate for the people. The breweries that are with us, it's a partnership. It's not so much just another way to make money. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, at the end of the day, we want to become profitable, but oh, of course. Of we're course. going to try and do it the best way we can. What are some of the biggest challenges you're running into right now? Because I, I feel like every business, you, you have like growing pains, but they, they usually come at like yeah. checkpoints that are like you're not expecting. So, I mean, when we first started out, we went to, we went to phase one. Jake and I were going to go out and hustle, and we did. We yeah. hustled, uh, and then it gets bigger. And then you've got four breweries, and you're like, "Oh shit, I got like four businesses depending on me for a lot of yeah, a lot of revenue." Yeah. And then you're like, "Shit, we got four more breweries." I was like, "Well, we got nine breweries now. We're about to have ten breweries in a six month window." And the scaling of this, the from, logistical scale, yeah, from <laughs> a trailer that can hold twenty five half barrel kegs to ten breweries that we've got to transport beer from Wesley Chapel. All the way down to Sarasota. Mm-hmm. So scaling is uh, huge. I mean, that's yes. every every startup is yeah. a scaling problem, yes. right? Yeah, I, I come from the tech I world, mean, and it it it's real. And it's hard to scale and do it properly. Like, it's not even a money thing at this point. It's like we also don't want to forget brewery one through three. Yeah, you, you have quality control yeah. and you have standards. Yeah, and absolutely. That's, actually, that's well, how you actually. Build and it's your like brand. if we keep like so at this point, it. the breweries are people who are coming in because we're doing a good thing. And then we also have to figure out a way to maintain the relationships with the first three breweries that we had, and no yeah, one true. is any better than the, the previous, and try to just create that equal playing field and get it into the market without people feeling left yeah. behind, yeah. which yeah. is yeah. It's, a and, t- and, it's a tough and, balance. And, and, and <laughs> transporting beer is, is essentially the job, storing and transporting properly, yeah. Yeah. but you still have to deliver beer like, you know, it's like the quarterback, if the receiver doesn't run the right route, the quarterback has nowhere to throw the ball. Yeah. Meaning that, that these places that are actually dispensing the beer have to yeah. actually not drop the ball in there in, too. 
Collecting well, checks is a problem yes, at a yeah. certain point. So yes. we had to scale, and we're, we're now on fintech yeah, and so software. So it's, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah, it's uh, luckily now we have two guys out selling, and they're are, are learning they, as well. Are they also using trailers the same way? No, or, oh, they're no. <laughs> strictly just going out and just introducing us as a brand because there's so many. Oh. Bars and oh, restaurants. Oh, these are salespeople. You're yeah, salespeople. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah. but so, but it's still basically a, a one vehicle distribution. Yeah, for now. Yeah, for, for now. now. For we're now. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Right. We're in phase. We always we keep laughing. We're like, at first it's a trailer, and then it becomes one truck, and then it becomes four trucks and four million dollars. And we're like, we can't do that. <laughs> we have to grow strategically. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. smartly. I like four trucks. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's definitely a controlled growth thing that I want to make sure that we maintain who we are as a company and our principles about why we do this in the first place. Yeah. Well, so well, tell me we should put logos on trucks. I, that's next. <laughs> I'm actually going to – I'm doing that next week. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap some trucks here. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we were kind of saving – because, like, the trailer is working, and it's honestly not as ugly as I say it is because we put a lot of time and effort into it. Yeah. But it's like – do we want that to be our brand representation? Like it's gotten us going, and now that yeah. we're like big, we're actually, I guess you could call us, well, I mean, just calling us real companies doing us a disfavor, but <laughs> like a real company who's doing big things, should we save it for when we get that first truck? Like, get yeah. that wrapped. I think, I, mean, I think we're planning on, so the festival that's coming up is Alter Craft Festival. Um, here at uh, Double Branch, and so that's on June nineteenth, and I think we're gonna pop holes in the truck and have taps oh. running straight. Yeah, from the so truck. the trailer is so. gonna more or less be de- decommissioned to now just like oh yeah, the official decommission. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I'm so. looking forward to that. All right, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna try and we're gonna put taps in it. It holds thirty six degrees easy. Like yeah. There's a lot of time and effort into that thing, and nice. don't want to leave it by the wayside. And it's gotten us this far, but it's time to. Nice. So, uh, does it have a name, the trailer? It needs a name. On it. <laughs> it needs a name. That. I was just thinking we about that, too. My, my wife does it. She's like, well, what you, I got a new truck. And I was like, she's like, well, what are you going to name your truck? I'm like, it's a truck. Why the hell am I going to name a truck? Uh, she names all of her vehicles. But so, the I don't know. That I mean, trailer's done. I mean, we push it to the limit. It blew a tire on me last week. And, <laughs> I mean, I have a personal relationship with it at this point. <laughs> you so do. Yeah. 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 Well, all great ships need yeah. names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All great ships need names. You yeah. know, uh, I guess we need Beatrice, uh, Roseanne, I don't know. The, one of the beer names. The Some SS Suds. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, if you could, just because I'm, I'm trying to visualize it, because I haven't seen the trailer. I can, you'll tell me, here's the measurements, here's this, and I can kind of put two and two together, and I can kind of visualize, basically, it's the back wall here, but on wheels. Yeah, so it's, it's not much bigger than this table. It's 13 feet. Well, a little bit. No, it's a little bit wider. It's 13 feet long, like the inside. Correct. By about six foot wide. But tell me how going to uh, independent driving apparatus, going from trailer to truck, how does that make such a massive difference? Are we talking like a, a 100% gain in storage? So, at least, if, at least, if not 300% gain. Okay. Um, it's also never about the space. So, like, we we could have always bought a bigger trailer, but it always came down to weight because beer is heavy. Yes. So, yeah, if we bought a 16 foot trailer, unless we got a triple axle, it would serve us no well, good. It's also about efficiency too, because yeah. the weight where it is on a trailer, you're yanking that everywhere you go. Yeah. Exactly. It means you're burning more. It is you're less efficient. Yeah. Whereas if the weight is evenly distributed in an independent vehicle, it's, it's just physics. It's, yeah. yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, we're looking at a far more robust 
double axle dually truck. Plus the ability to actually move more liquid. Yeah, faster, that helps. I mean, which will also increase your amount of range that you can go yeah. to. Exactly. That's that's the point. So we're we're stretching up into Pasco County mm-hmm. a little bit further here soon. Hopefully with that truck, that's going to help out a lot. So, I mean, we're based out of downtown St. Pete. So coming up here is, it's a haul. Um, but what we're doing now is bringing St. Pete beer up into Wesley Chapel yes. in Pasco County. Yes. And then bringing a full load of beer back down to, to Hillsborough and, and, and Pinellas and Sarasota. Is, so, there, is there like a, I presume there's also like a, uh, a headquarters facility, which refrigeration. As of recently, yes. Yeah. yeah. So yes. when we first started, it was like we had our home base that we legally operated out of and the trailer would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would pull our inventory ahead of time, hold it and then go out for delivery days and it basically operated solely out of that trailer. That was home base. Yeah. That was everything. And now as of a week and a half ago, we built almost 600 square foot cooler, which in the grand scheme of things isn't that big, but it's not we on the timeline we're on it was fast, right. well, easy, we, we, we already have a place had it. you can put it. Because the delivery might not be until the next day. Yeah. And it's yeah. got to stay cool. It's always the next yeah. day. Yeah. So the the, yeah. the trailer could be plugged in or run off a generator so it always stayed cold but now that we have like a home base like you said yes. it's just we can actually pull inventories at a time so correct double branch is all the way in wesley chapel so now we're able to last week i came and bought or we got like 12 kegs or something around there just to start and now yeah. it's not yeah a lot of beer weekly kegs coming our weekly trips up here to come and bring it back out we can actually our logistics has got improved it's exponentially sh- Triple and quadruple. Which is the entire job. Yeah, it's a logistics job. Yeah. Relationships and logistics. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully the ability to actually get payment from people when needed. That helps to get paid. Trust me, it really does. I, I, as, a, as, a small, as a small business owner who yeah. operates entirely, mostly as a one-man show with my own team that I manage and control, I know how difficult it is when that cog in the chain is just getting yeah. even a reliable customer. Uh-huh. to pay in a timely manner yeah. and what a difference and it, it makes it, yeah. it, it helps a lot i mean we don't collect paychecks at this point anymore so it, that's exactly that's how that is kind of helps what, what's uh, a paycheck again yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh luckily uh luckily i got a day job at the moment so um so we've evolved in that way as well so yeah. in the beginning it was just collect a check upon delivery and it was kind of a logistical pain because a lot of times the managers weren't there. People didn't have access to You've checks. You've already committed the mileage to be there in the yeah. time. Yeah, and I'm not going to take... Can't, you can't leave with the beer to go back to have it stored in the same trailer. Exactly. No, I need to collect the payment. I need, I need yeah. this beer's got to be out of my trailer now. Yeah. So in the beginning, it was always like it was, so, it was small enough to where we could leave the keg and then reach out, get the money within a few days. Yeah. But, like, now we have so many delivery points, it's like I can't babysit everyone along the way. Could you imagine trying to get that business off the ground 20 years ago? Oh, my God. It would have been awful. Like, like not even have the ability to get digital payments yeah. done? Now, in, now, in well, that's, 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 that's helped out a lot. We finally got onboarded into FinTech, which allows us to do digital payments. And it's basically the way distributors move money around with their yeah. clients. And it's really easy. And it's actually yeah. not that expensive compared to, like, payment systems of, like, Square and, and still Clover. You're still well, those are Roughly more driven for retail. Sure, your B two B. Yeah, honestly, B two B costs should be less than retail. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we don't we don't have sales tax or anything. Correct. So it's um, yeah. yeah. We lose our. We got to pay federal tax. Yeah. And we lose. I would say it's still comparable to retail, about a little less than three percent per transaction. But 
the cost of speed, man. I mean, yeah. it just makes yeah. it that much yeah. easier. And it's all about putting this wonderful carbonated beverage in my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever you uh, We are drinking Overflow Brewing Company out of downtown St. Pete. Uh, this oh, is yeah. a Pillow Flipper. It's a brand new New England IPA. Citra Mosaic and Equinox. I like the, I like so, the bite. And I like how the flavor kind yeah. of keeps rolling after you have the bite hits. Yeah, Troy, Troy's a great brewer. It's got a good dry. Um, nice, it's got a nice right about where I want the dry finish to be, especially for a New England. It is a New England-ish style beer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jake's Ish favorite style. yeast drain is uh, Quebec. Uh, yeah, it's, your so it's, more, it's not traditionally in New England. It's more in just like a hazy IPA category, but... Yeah, well, how, would you, how would you differentiate a hazy from a New England? So, I mean, New England's it's like any beer style. You have to, there's specific parameters you have to follow in order okay. to be classified. So, like champagne for, for France. Yeah. Okay. So, it's the yeast. It comes down to the Conan strain, generally. Yeah. Okay. Typically. Um, and then. I well, I mean, you got to hit Biotrans. Then you hit Biotrans. And you have day two. the hazy profile is another signifier. But it comes down to it's like making an American ale whatever that may be is a broad spectrum without using an American yeast is more or less okay. where it comes down. So I told you we were brewers first, not logistic yeah, guys. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah right. Yeah. Yeah, it's Had a, to grow into that. You know. it's, a, yeah, it's, been a, it's been a wild ride the past few months. Man, though though nobody really follows style guidelines anymore. No, which no. I love because I never have fallen into that. In my so we, we, we fell into a big trap and we were in the homebrew circuit and trying to do metals and do all the things like straight brewer stuff and then we don't make two style beer. We make great beer, but nothing's really to style at all, at all. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like figuring out where to put beer in competitions. You make a brown ale, and you're like, it's not an American brown. It's not <laughs> an English brown. And then you submit into both, and neither one score well because yeah. it's neither. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can make good beer, but judge it. but and that's what I quickly learned is the, yeah. the beer industry isn't about fitting in a box all the time. No, it's no. about good quality beer. And it's not about, I need this style needs to be exactly perfect to what it is. No. Sure, those yeah. are fun. It's, it's not wine and it's not food. And so you have to, you know, it, 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 there, there is room for license there. Like, and probably what ends up happening is, is because, I, I actually, I think it's like, I think it's German beer influence, actually, is because that's, there's such an influence there. And, and, and you know, they're so exacting in, in beer styles. So that... You know, people traditionally are trying to translate that to the beers here, yeah. but but you know, more entrepreneurial culture and, and craft beer is more is is a, is a much younger movement here than it than there is than it is obviously in other countries. Yeah. And so yeah, it, it, it doesn't really fit into that, and that's and so while it is hard to win a beer with win a uh, a, a medal with a oatmeal IPA coffee stout. Porter or whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah. So, you know. yeah, I think uh, we just had, uh, it, it, but Totes but but that might be a better beer. So, yeah. <laughs> like, we just had one from Descent. It was Totes McToats, which was which was on point. Yeah, it was it was really good. Jeremy makes great beer, but it's a oat cream with like thirty percent oat to forty percent oats. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's not going to fit any style. Isn't that you the point to... of craft beer? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. go to each place to experience what they do and what their where their minds went. And yes, I know there's classical styles, but it's like it's like cooking. Or I would say whatever inspires the artisan. Yeah, yeah. To, to want to create the art, that yeah, would yeah, be I yeah, think yeah, the entire yeah. point behind. 
craft beer. Yeah. And I think it's, it's not just beer. I think it'd be food. It would be cocktails. It could be whatever that you actually want to put your time into to say, I want to deliver an experience to my client that they haven't had potentially somewhere else. I think that's actually what yeah. the whole point of craft beer is. Yeah. yeah. I think the judging aspect of craft beer is probably starting to become as outdated as the distributing laws version of craft beer. Yeah. yeah. Judging, judging is hard. God, I mean, it's hard. And then yeah. it's like, there's two sides to it too, because like, how do you judge something that doesn't have a category? Of and and it doesn't need a category. It's about, do you like it or yeah. not? But, but, yeah. But also, the hard part, I think, too, is the reason why they want to classify these categories, they want to be able to determine that, well, this was this year's winner of all the recipients that we have, that we could put them into a fair group or yeah. folder. But people will just find loopholes to, or they'll find weaknesses, pressure points to go, well, I'll just make sure I enter in this because I won't have any competition. And that way I can mm-hmm. call this a gold medal winning beer to use to brand my brewery that no one comes here and drinks anyways. Well, and how many beers have won medals for something that was not the category that they were actually brewed for? Yeah, probably I too mean, often. Alaskan Breweries puts an alt beer in amber beer categories and has won multiple medals for it. <laughs> Yeah, just an uh, example. That's, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's well, those are all the nuances of the industry. Uh, you know, and, and Kevin's right. Uh, it's like the beer judging thing has become. I mean, while, while it's something that we all look at, especially, I, I matter of fact, I think it's the fur, the further you're away from Colorado, the more you more the more you're looking at beer judging. You know, because it's like. Oh man, if I can be judging Great American Beer Fest, and I'm all the way down at freaking, you know, I'm in Mississippi or whatever, man, that's a really fucking big deal, you know, like whatever. But honestly, it, it's it's you know, it, 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 I don't know. It's it, beer judging is a tricky thing, and how and obviously you know we as human beings want to denote quality and we want to and we want to determine. Uh, you know, we want to rank, you know, because that, that allows us to determine the type of experience that we want to have. But rankings is, ranking is subjective. You know, I mean. Possibly political. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it P- political be. is subjective you know, by, by nature. You know, it, it, just, it just is. And so, you know, because you, if, you, if you cleared all that out and you were like, say, like, okay, you know, it's, it's, only, up, it's only up to the drinkers. You know, people like whoever likes a certain, you know, whatever they like, that's what will be judged as the best. Then that's, you know, like the Reader's Choice Award or whatever. But then that's a problem too because then it's, then it's all about promotion. <laughs> so, like, you know, so, so, I don't like sour beers, one star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. goes out of business. No, <laughs> like, we got this bad review, we're done. You know, red ales, done. Yeah, done. Yeah. Yeah. Best example of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yelp and Untap, man. Wow. Yeah, so it's so it's it's hard. It's subjective. I I don't know. And there's no real. That's the hard thing. And, and people want to hear it. It's hard. It's really hard to judge beer. There's no real. There's no real way to judge it. Really, you know. If you know what your palate is, and you know what you like, and you see yourself saying, "Look, okay, like I, they have an IPA. All right. Well, I know I like IPAs. I know what I want to eat when I have an IPA. I think if you have a palate and you actually understand what your palate is." You'll be able to say, well, you put this and this and these hops in there. Okay, I should like this. And yeah. I think if, if, you, if you drink it and you think, wow, I can't really envision myself really salivating, thinking about having that big slice of pizza or having those chicken wings with this or, or going out and grilling my own meat and doing this with it, I think then you can kind of say, all right, well, maybe, maybe this isn't, maybe it's, not as, maybe it's not good or maybe I don't like it. 
you know, it may be one of those two things. I think that's kind of how you have to do it. Yeah. 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 But you, you start by actually understanding what your palate is and what you like. And, and the, more, the, the more intelligent you are about that, then the, the more intelligent you can actually look at and taste other beers and, I think, come to a conclusion about that. Yeah, yes yeah. and no. Like, so when I first started um, brewing a lot, um, I did not like farmhouse beers. Like okay. a Brett beer, it just tasted disgusting to me. And then Jake's like, hey, try this. Try this beer. And I was like, he put oh. a crack on it. And I, was like, I was like, I was like, ah, this, this tastes like feet. It tastes like horse blanket. I fucking like this. This is good. And then we started making them. And then we started making a lot of farmhouse beers. Yeah. And now uh, I'm, I like farmhouse a lot. It helps so, that I was introducing him like to Hill Farmstead <laughs> and to, like yeah. the yeah. best farmhouse in the world. New York and Birds Fly <laughs> South and yeah. you know, like, you know, American farmhouse stuff. And, and then even Three Fontaine and, and all these other places, I'm like, okay, I've had a farmhouse. That doesn't taste anything like this. This is amazing. So your, your palate changes. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the example you're using, I think, is one of the hardest examples to create two consecutive beers that taste the same. Extremely hard. Oh, yeah. in farmhouse? It's yeah, almost I, impossible. It's, it's I, I, very exactly. difficult. I, I think, I think yeah. that's, the whole point of it, I think, is to, well, we made this batch, and this is how it came out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not only does your palate change as you change, but your palate changes yeah. as yeah. depending on what you eat or depending on your day. I mean, some days your mood. Yeah. Some days IPAs might be the most amazing thing you've drank today, but other days you're going to take an, uh, take a sip of an IPA and you're going to be like, just, this isn't, this isn't what I'm down for today. And the Pilsner's the way to go. I mean, your, your palate's going to change depending on what you ate, what you did that day, what you drank that day. Your palate's probably the climate. I mean, you definitely go through stages too, right? Well, that explains like the Florida vice thing. Like we're in Florida, everyone wants these fruited sour beers and that's yeah. why it took off it's like a category as a whole see i figured it had something to do with the fact that people want something that they will like and they and they like they know sours are popular and they want to feel like they're kind of like on the end like oh I, I like what's popular right now um i think when i think of sours i just want the sour to be sour i want it to punch me i yeah. want to have like i want to have a little bit of pucker but it's funny because that whole sour category is like a very florida specific thing like it's it's growing everywhere else but Florida as a whole is a huge, like, almost yeah. created that fruited sour market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's because of our climate. Yeah. It has well, uh, yeah. well, has I, it almost I, become more of a sweet thing than a sour, though? Uh, uh, more recently. Just, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Jay Wakefield was probably the first major brewery that started the whole fruited sour thing. And then others have branched out. You know, Seven Sun was obviously the first in this area, I think. Yeah, and yeah, Arcane yeah. and, and Arcane Overflow kind of, and yeah, yeah. Um, you know it's just it's kind of branched out and so now it's now it's become more mainstream is and Descent and, and you know it's become more mainstream about yeah drinkers. people more people are doing it you know you're getting like Hidden Springs doing it stuff oh like Hidden Springs yeah. yeah but so. it's so much more prominent in Florida than anywhere else in the country oh I'm yeah. sure there are places I, that have them but it's not like every brewery you can go to almost in Florida will have at least well, a well it's, it's like kind of going up to Burlington right so it's you can't walk five steps without hitting a double New England IPA. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, was like, I went through a trip to there a few years ago, and I was like, oh, I love all these beers. I'm like, after your fifth, sixth brewery, you're like, I can't drink another single New England IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you do, and then it's like, God, yeah, that's still really good. <laughs> so, But, I mean, there's, there's areas of the world that I think you're right, where New England 
dominates the New England brewery scene. Like, but they don't have sour stuff like what we have here. So it's climate based too. So yeah, well, maybe I, one I, day in the future, altered craft distribution will be able to take uh, Florida fruited sours all the way up to New England. That'd be pretty awesome. I don't know. We need a bigger truck. We need a bigger boat for sure. Those will be cooled semis. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call Grayson up. We'll we'll, we'll get we'll get it handled. Yeah. But I, I think that's that's important. I think you know, there's gonna be a regional nature to there's a regional nature to food and cuisine. Why would there not be a regional nature to beer? So mm-hmm. of course. Of course, you were going to have you know a, a certain. We're going to gravitate to flavors that you wouldn't gravitate to in a colder climate. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's just natural, you know. And some things are going to be universal, of course. And there's, there's always going to be people who are going to seek that out. Like, yeah, I, if I'm if I'm in Boston and I'm in New Hampshire, I'm going to want what's really popular up there because I'm not there all the time. So, mm-hmm. and people, and, and vice versa for people who are down here. You know, the same thing if you're in California or if you're in Washington. Or Vancouver, or whatever, and so I, I think that's important. I, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think that's important, and I think that, as a matter of fact, I think that versatility is what really is good about uh, the beer industry. We're not quite to the point yet, or super snooty about our our beer. I mean, we're a little snooty, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it depends on who you talk yeah, to. Yeah, but, 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 think, but think about the hundreds of years that the wine industry has on. You know, yeah, on, yeah. On, on, I mean, on, I think there's ninety hundred plus breweries in this area yeah. a lot of breweries it is oh, so the, oh in, Tam- in tampa bay area, tampa bay area yeah. Yeah. uh it's uh it's one it's, it's over 200 i believe i don't know i guess no, no, like the 120 it, range or yeah i mean more and more keep opening yeah, up. i guess we should consider tampa bay area. it's over i guess it depends it's on uh, what we consider the area yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it depends well, on, on how smart i think you're located i think some places like i think of like like pure, was it pure 48 Oh, Marker Mark, Mark, Forty Eight. Mark, okay, so uh, the fact that there's a brewery there is actually great because I don't think I don't think there's tons of competition looking to come in and take over that market. Oh, um, yeah, Marker it, Marker is taking over Pasco. And, 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 I would, and I would say like that would be like a, a smart way of being a business is yeah. identify here's an opportunity, go in there and, yeah. and just create. They have a the nice space up there too. Create the best yeah. product you can yeah. for that market, and your customers will love you. And they'll keep you got, back you got back title back up back. there too. So you have a lot of other other different breweries. So they're 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 starting to branch out into the yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah further into further the regions. some of the nether regions. Yeah, and like yeah. trying to yeah. say like, hey, I need to find where customers are still willing to show up three nights a week. Yeah, and be a customer. And title is a little easier to get to if you're coming from Tampa since it's right off the expressway. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. right off the expressway. Key. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so all right, so we're trying your beers. You guys, okay, so you guys are representing. We brought a lot. Sorry, several <laughs> beers. Yeah, we, we brought a lot today. So, we didn't. We didn't apologize know. for bringing beers. Oh no, we didn't yeah. know how many we were going to bring. So yeah, no, we we brought a lot. Um, I brought. Uh, so let me just talk about who we represent. Yeah. Uh, Babe Brewing. Uh, down yeah, in the warehouse starts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love yeah, Preston are, and James. Yeah, those are our people. Yeah, so. uh, Preston was actually in my homebrew club uh, okay. back in the day. So we've we've had we've had Preston's beers for God knows how many years, a long time. So uh, D- Descent, uh, Jeremy and Chris, uh, fantastic. You know, also Keith, Keith works there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Op- also. Opening in Lakeland soon. Opening in Lakeland yeah. soon. Yeah. I'm not allowed to expanding to Polk County, maybe Altered Craft. Altercraft is venturing further out to the reaches. So I four Altercraft route. I face like face. Are <laughs> <laughs> there helicopters we, coming? We um, <laughs> oddly enough, like this is the craziest thing, right? So we've been here six months. Um, we've already started getting approached by Orlando. 
And All I was right. like, All right. guys, do you understand how small we are? <laughs> we are two dudes in a truck yeah. and a trailer. Well, well, today. 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 Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, phase three, four, I don't know. And it, 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 we are currently planning. I've worked for some successful people who, would, to put it in the most to put it in the most basic terms possible, lie about it until you're at a point where you don't believe it yourself. Oh, fuck yeah. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Fake it till you make it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, so I feel this is a roller coaster ride that I am not in control of. But it is a hard. It's a awesome. Hard thing to fake. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. I mean, there's a lot of regulatory. Yeah, it's a lot of regulatory. It's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of sitting in front of a computer, and it's a lot of talking to people and and getting out there. So, him and I used to just go out to bars at, at night in downtown St. Pete. I think we went to four. Ended up landing three accounts in one night. Not that <laughs> night, but just in the next week. Yeah, right, right. And then yeah. one of our best accounts is Urban Brew and Barbecue. Uh, those people, Molly. Another great place. Great place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fantastic, and sh- they have supported us every single week since we landed them. We had we ate food there one night. We're just like, oh, let's just stop in here real quick. Yeah, I actually eat there probably every other week. Yeah, uh, one of our there, biggest supporters, our biggest accounts and biggest supporters, and so they always have like three or four uh, altar craft beers. Because the they love the whole concept of what you're they doing. They do, and well, I, I think that's what's funny about it too is like now that we're introducing new beer options to the market, because that was the other aspect of this is like all tap rooms were kind of getting stale. It was yes. a lot of the same beers over and over again. And what we're doing is we're not only allowing small breweries to come into the market, but we're allowing them to register whatever brands. It's almost like leftover kegs, like the last two. It's almost keg trading. Yeah. So, like, you're getting special beers here and there. And it's first one, first serve on them, which kind of adds this, like, beautiful aspect to it because on the retail side, they sell those kegs in, like, a day. It's exclusivity. Like, we we had one account we sold as a keg to a quarter barrel keg. It sold in five hours. It was gone. Uh, yeah, gone. Which is wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, and I, I think it's. I think that's what makes us unique. Um, we're not offering. Uh, no offense to them. Reef Donkey. Every single place you go, right. I love Reef Donkey. But it's the same. It's the same stuff you get kind of everywhere. Correct. And so I think well, we're. It's, we're it's almost to, like we've allowed a refreshment. Yeah. It's, to the market. it's a. It's low production quality material and i want to take it from one side of the market to the other side because they're not willing to drive here for it but i got someone who's willing to just pull the tap and yeah. pour it well then i can still get that still get that brand out there still get that product out to those yeah, people it's great marketing and, and it's still close enough yeah. to you that you can still drive down there and sit down and have a flight and talk about all the other stuff that they make yeah. too mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. why why wouldn't these places like that they'd be idiots not to yeah i mean we represent like i said small breweries uh southern lights troubled waters um Pinellas L works people who want the exposure yeah yeah absolutely gulfport brewing is one of my best examples of jason toft like he makes phenomenal beer not everybody wants to drive 45 minutes down yeah. to gulfport Especially because this Peg's Cantina is not there anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, also, uh, Gulfport's kind of cornered down. Well, there. I was gonna, yeah. just going to say, yeah. okay, so I, yeah, I lived in Gulfport for a little bit. <laughs> and, and Gulfport is – okay, so I happened to live there for a little bit, for about almost a year. It's, a, it's actually kind of a hard place to get to. It is. And when you're, there, when you're there, it's 
it, it's 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 a cold, chill. It's a adorable uh, little city. In yeah, Townsend. yeah, you know, like it's 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 it's, it's very relaxed. You can hang out on the beach. They they they, yeah. they they don't have a lot of rules. People smoke pot all over the place, or whatever. <laughs> so um, you know, so I hear. So <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, but they, it's it's a it's just a good chill place, and a lot of people are. It's not. It's it, matter of fact, actually, it kind of honestly suffers between between downtown St. Pete, St. Pete Beach. So people are people. So it's almost like it's it's like the Midwest of St. Pete. So like, it's an people, eclectic people little town. Yeah. So people uh, pass and through. I think I think all the little different shops make it really nice too. Yeah. And the right. restaurants. Yeah, you're either it, going to Goldport. Is that French restaurant still there? We have an Italian restaurant in our portfolio, which is one of the weirdest things. Mm. Like outside of outside of the golf courses that we service, which yeah. is I never thought we'd serve country clubs. Why yeah. not, man? Good beers, good beer. I you yeah, know it's, it's just weird. Like you think it is, co- but it's generally like you think it's like macro beer, well, country but here's clubs. The thing. We're I'm 45. I I probably fit the demographic more more than I realize. Yeah. I want craft beer. I don't want yeah. just another highlight. It's been it's been very good recently. Uh, we just have double branch here at Lexington Oats, yeah. uh, which is right down the street at all. Um, so, you know, uh, we have one uh, Bardmore Country Club, or uh, that's not Bardmore. What is it called? Uh, Bayou Club. Bayou Club. Yeah. So it, it's I mean it's, it's random, but they love the beer there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty cool. So um, I'm just glad we can get some of these small brands out into the market like that into places that you would never expect. Really, to have good craft beer, so yeah, cool. Sure, sure. I, I feel like we're we're blessed here because I think our market, the average brewery, makes good beer, like way above average beer. See, so, oh, I did miss one. I'm Double Branch, Gulfport, Overflow, Paw, Southern Lights, Trouble Waters, Bayboro. I guess you got them all. <laughs> did I get them all? I'm not ready to announce it, two it, more. It must be that ninth one that. Yeah, I said oh. the ninth and tenth one. The ninth one is not ready yet. Once, ninth one's this week. Once they're comfortable is the, is the ink, and is the ink dry yet? What? Is the ink dry? No, I, no, I need to print it. As soon as the ink's dry <laughs> yeah. and they're okay with it, we'll do it together. So the, the best thing about this one, and it, this, this one warms my heart more than anything else. So I started uh, homebrewing four years ago, and um, I quickly realized I love this industry. No matter what, if it's brewing or whatever. So I set a plan up. I was like, I need to learn from the bottom up. And this brewery got me my start. My first uh, bartending job. And then ended up helping out on the brewery selling. And then it just, it just evolved. My career evolved from that. So it's coming full circle. Mm-hmm. And um, we're signing them. And I couldn't be happier to Now help. you're ready to take that beer and all the way across story, to another county. Before he worked there and started working with them, I actually, they allowed me to come in and just like brew a beer with them and yeah. Just kind of hang out and talk. Yeah. It was like a week before he started, and we didn't know each other. Oh wow! Yeah. Isn't that funny? And I like so it's it's just, it's just really come full circle for me, and it makes it it's a, feels really good that I can help out this mom and pop brewery uh, branch out of their location and into bars and restaurants. So that's awesome. That's a yeah. really cool story. All right, that's cool. I want to do the kitchen sink. I want to do kitchen sink. Yeah, we're gonna go to Bayboro's kitchen sink. Uh, it's coconut good, coffee. Great, good, great people, friends of the show. Yeah, uh, coconut yeah. coffee. Real fun experience too, man. And and real easy to find. Just drive down there down the road and look for this giant wall that says beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah, it's it's really great. I, I mean, they have, they have like shows out there. Um, yeah, they have um, 
and he's they're pumping out really good beer and yeah. um I'm really happy for these guys. Uh, James and Preston are, are pretty fantastic. Yeah. And they are, okay, so I, I, I'm not exactly sure how the production of the show will coincide, but we are doing a Brewers Roundtable on Zoom. Uh, it will be on our Instagram uh, channels, and uh, Preston will be a part of it. And so we're very excited for that to happen. And so, you know, and so, um, so if you don't know him already, you'll get a chance to know him through that as well. Um, he makes great beer. He's very knowledgeable and, and passionate about it. He made his Hefeweizen. He has made that Hefeweizen probably 200 times. So that's his, that's his piece of resistance. 200 times the last two years. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's brewed that a lot. So I'm not a heavy fan, but it, it, his is good. Yeah. Is this is uh, maple bacon so coffee ma- porter. So it does have maple. Maple bacon uh, yeah, coffee yeah. porter. Yeah. Read between they, the lines. They won, a, <laughs> they won a gold with this, I think, this year. Oh, damn. I uh, World Beer Fest. They won a World Beer. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. World Beer Fest. that good. Yeah. It's breakfast in a glass. Uh, the kitchen sink, vapor roll. It's uh, silky, for sure. Uh, you get nope, again, you got maple there. Um, it's, it's complex. Very complex. Mm, yeah. It's, it's right there. Yeah. It's, it's like 100 adjectives all at one time. Yeah, it's got. It's got I mean, it's tasty. in the name, kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah. So he, he definitely threw it at it. Um, no, this is one of our best. So this beer, just, this beer is crazy. So we released, we announced that we signed, we signed them. Uh, and that week, I think we may have gotten four or five kegs total. We sold them out like within an hour. That much demand. Yeah. Yeah, and this is not a cheap beer, too, by the way. This is a very expensive beer to make. It's a very expensive yeah, beer in the market. It's expensive beer to buy. It's, it is. Um, <laughs> but, but, but that it's, it's downhill. But it's trickle down on economics in this yeah. case. Yeah, and yeah. say that, hey, I can sell this for yeah. $7, $8 a sniffer, and, um, and that's what they want. We sold it yep. real, real quick. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. I'm like, we're on to something here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, they have one that's it's similar. It's a peanut butter stout. It's mm-hmm. called Tufel Hunden. And it sold very quick, too. So, like, they, you know, they make. Pretty, pretty damn good beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is, what's the weight on this sucker? Uh, it's it's a little a little on the higher side, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, 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 it tastes on the higher side. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm gonna say, but, it, uh, but it, it's not extremely girthy though. Like I feel like I can drink this, and I don't feel like I'm like, yeah, I'm not pushing not, down calories. Mm. I'm, I'm just more like enjoying <laughs> you liquid. Are pushing down calories. I, I, <laughs> I've never heard girthy used in a appropriate <laughs> manner. I don't, I, I don't not know. know if that's on the BJCP thing. Actually, you know, it's it's only six percent, so it, it's. See, I was right. I, it's, it is girthy. It's girthy. It's the body. It's the body. Of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's the body. So it's yeah, actually body, but yeah, it's not that boozy. It, it's girthy, that's what she said. Not not as not as like it's not like some big whole like humongous heavy thing I can feel. It's not a, a four hour stout that's Correct. been boiled forever. But damn, it's like got flavor for days. Yes. And hell, if you could ever categorize this. No, there's no, there's like, no, cool, like no they, they don't have that. like extremely tasty as like a category. <laughs> oh, it's just all the adjuncts. It's just this the adjunct the category, adjuncts. <laughs> or, yeah. or the kitchen appliance. Yeah, you know, yeah right. that's yeah. the official BJCP category for it. So, uh, I think we're gonna try one more from uh, Paul. What do you yeah. want to try? I think that's what we got left. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I think we only dive back into more Baber Irish Red. Uh, we already tried them, so let's do Paul something. So different. today we have Thrill Hill, which is a I believe a double IPA. That's yeah, a double IPA, yeah. Uh, Schwartzheim, which is a German black Ooh, lager. God, all that beer. And then we have the Blood Orange Pucker Pup, which is their sour ale. We also have 
uh, Puppy Love, their New England style IPA, and Smoke Dog, a smoked red ale. So I'll Ooh. let you guys choose. All right. Uh, so what do you think? They either, I'm thinking either of the Schwartz or the Sour. May the Schwartz be with you. Yeah. All right. Done. All right, Schwartz. Done. All right, Schwartz. So, um, I was about to flip a coin. So uh, we are suckers for black loggers. Like, that's our jam. Uh, I had this on cask at the brewery. It was like a vanilla. Yeah, it was a vanilla. Vanilla. Cask. Is, cask. That, is that the intended distribution? Actually, be on cask. No, not for the distribution side. Just at the brewery itself. Okay. They have it on cask, and um, it is. Oh, it's incredible on cask, and and I, I'm not a huge cask fan, but something about that on cask was fantastic. What was this? The vanilla. Dude, Probably the vanilla too. Yeah. But it's it's just like that that 56. 58 degree temperature that cask yeah, gets right, on. Right. So. Yeah, it was a little on the colder end, which I'm yeah, a fan of. Because generally, sometimes you get cask beer, yeah, and they're like 60 degrees coming yeah. out. And yeah. I'm not a warm beer guy. Well, I mean, they're pumping the nitrogen out of that beer when they're yeah, putting they're doing, it into the glass. Yeah. I actually don't know what the ideal temperature is supposed to be out of a cask. Like, I don't, so I, is there like a set standard? It's supposed to be cask temp, so like what just below room temp. So okay. you're thinking like 60s? Yeah, because isn't it originally they were storing in caverns? Like, yeah, they're storing in the basement. that would do English it this pubs. way, the air temperature doesn't get very high. Yeah, it's generally. Well, yeah, in in English pubs are stored in the basement, and they, they pump them up through a beer engine. Right, but, but but the warmest might be in that damp basement. Might be exactly. Degrees, so, so and, and that's like 20, that's 365. That's literally it's how it probably yeah. is all yeah. the time. It's not like Florida where the, but, temp, the, the groundwater is 60, 80, com- 85 degrees on right. any yeah, given right. day. In comparison to like American market, we're just so used to our 36 degree beer in a chilled glass. So, yeah. Oh, the chilled <laughs> glasses with the bubbles on the side. It's <laughs> got good flavor. That's like a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, you, wait, hold on. You don't like chilled glasses? Dirty glasses. Dirty, dirty glasses, glasses with bubbles on the side. Okay, well, dirty glasses. I mean, yeah. generally yeah. come in hand. All right, hand so with chilled glasses, glasses with certain styles I don't hate. Like, if I'm not trying to, like, think about beer, which is actually very difficult these days. <laughs> well, well yeah. Think about it, I, it's a hazard of the job, so. <laughs> yeah, so if I don't want to think about a beer, I'll take a chilled glass. But when you pull it out of, like, a freezer thing... It forms ice on the side. I don't think anyone really does that, though. I think... Have you been on the beach? Oh, well, that's different. Yeah. The beach is different. You're selling sell yeah, the tourists. True. Yeah, to, to non-beer lovers. Um, okay, well, okay. So that's different. Beach beer is different. That, that, that brings a whole different the be- d- debate. Well, let me, I'm, I'm going to go full circle back to this. Beach distribution, way different. Yeah, we could uh, not touch way that. Way different. Uh, yeah. We tried. So, yeah, it's. it's <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they, well, yeah, they value different things. So, it, it's yeah. challenging. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it, and we all know that. that that's logical that it that values different things. Yeah. I don't know. I do, I do like cold beer. Um, I don't know. I drink cold beer at home. Matter of fact, I, get, I, I actually don't love it when I'm at a place and the beer is not. Cold. It doesn't be frigid cold, and I'm not. I'm not in. I'm not a lager guy at all. I'm an IPA guy. So and um, porters. So those are styles that don't have to be massively cold. But I actually do like it colder than people tend to like it. Yeah, like I, I, I do. Yeah. yeah. So depends on the style. Yeah. 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 Like if it's a dark beer, this has got to warm up a little bit. Yeah, it's got to open up. Most people, most people are like that. I'm, I'm, I'm an anomaly. I'm, I'm not the norm by any means in this. So, most people, it it probably needs to warm up a little bit. So this is good. It's actually, 
it's light on the smoke side. I think this one, this one's no, a, this is a short town. town. This oh, is okay. just a black lager. Yeah, it's okay. a black lager. Oh, then yeah, this is this is exactly where it should be. Yeah, it's. Uh, we sell, or this is a good beer. It, it does well. Yeah. Um, one of the few beers I had when I was in London that I really liked a lot was actually a hopped dark lager. Uh, it was hard to find any kind of craft beer when I was there. Uh, the, the Colonel with a K was was the brewery. Colonel with uh, a K. And this reminds me of a little bit. Doesn't have the same like like like. There's not hops piled into this. Obviously, it's a dark beer, but or a dark lager. But this is nice. It touches yeah, I, I touches think- all the notes. I think that's what we, we try to do with the, the distribution company is, is to get breweries that we, we truly love to go drink at. Mm-hmm. And I'm, nice. you know, I, I have friends in the, in the industry that they make beer, and some of it's good and some of it's not. Yeah. But I, I'm, I, I don't ever bullshit with them, tell them what it is. So uh-uh. I, um, I'm going to represent somebody that I would drink at, something that I would serve people if it was my own beer. I, I represent you. So, yeah, you've got yeah, limited yeah. capacity to handle these customers, so why not only work with exactly. the customers who you actually really absolutely believe in their yeah. product? Yeah, and I plan on you know we try to brew with them on occasion too. Of course, so, why not? Like the like for the event here, we're doing a double branch. Um, for the festival, we're brewing a collaboration beer, so it's Alter Craft. Um, we haven't nailed down exactly the recipe yet, but uh, we're brewing here. Um, and it's going to be happening kind of soon, I would imagine. It's very soon, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> running out of time. Um, Probably next week would be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, but we're going to have um, um, as many people in the portfolio as we can to be here. So it really is a true family beer and presence. So I think it's going to be a really fun time. Uh, poor Bob is going to have to probably deal with a bunch of drunk brewers. <laughs> so... I mean that's like 10 a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what time do you start your day? Uh, when we're brewing, we start about 3 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Which is great for me because my wife doesn't let me get to bed until 11. Okay. 3 a.m. Uh, 3 a.m. I go to bed at 3 a.m. sometimes. Me yeah. <laughs> but but I, I, I have a lot of. But we start every brew day with a safety meeting, so it's okay. <laughs> So Does that mean like safe. make sure? Okay, so, you, you didn't just leave the bar and come come to work, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that kind of safety meeting. Is, I'm not getting here at three a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, uh, what time will you be here, Jake? Because we might be knocking out by six. <laughs> I'll be asleep. I'll get here at like eight. I'll bring you. A, I'll bring you a pillow. I, if honestly, if it was at three a.m. and we were all coming here, I probably just wouldn't just, go to bed. Just camp out here. I would just come here. <laughs> the only time I could put up like told a people blow, like, "Hey, I gotta be at the airport at this hour." I'm like, "We'll just go shut down the bars and then get a ride there." Yeah, you'll, you'll be there two hours in advance. Yeah, and then you can sleep <laughs> the whole plane for exactly. We, we we can definitely adjust a little bit, you know, to accommodate. We can make it four a.m. Yeah, well, I don't know if Jeremy's well, gonna go. There. What's the plan to make though? Like, is there like any type of? Um, I think the idea is to make. Uh, two sour treatments at the moment. Okay. Um, but yeah. it, I think um, we have some ideas. Because um, you want it to sell out day of or sell it, yeah, a lot of day Yeah, it's going to be of. hot. Exactly. So, so yeah, I mean, it's June 19th. It's, it's going to be very hot. Wood, it doesn't rain. But um, it's going to be warm out. So um, we want it to be something that's refreshing uh, for festival goers. We'll release it at the festival and then hopefully have it in cans as well to go. Okay. Uh, and maybe there will be a keg or two that go out in the market. Okay. Or, or releasing to our fellow breweries as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what we can do. How big is the system here? 
Uh, we have a 10-barrel system. 10-barrel. Okay, 10-barrel. Okay, yeah. so you can make a pretty good yeah, size Yeah, I got some volume. Um, right. So that's it's really great. So we'll, we'll at least have a keg at all the different breweries so we can try it at every location. So All right. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to force them to buy it. They don't know that yet. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm not opposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just going to have to have it. It's fine. So... It's kind of like buying the Sierra Nevada pack where you have to get the, the pale ale with whatever else they're yeah. throwing in there. Yeah, you don't exactly. want most of it. It was like, do I have another, have another Sierra? Yeah, it's so good, though. Yeah, but you're not mad when you open it up. No, no, you're not really not mad. That, that is a perfect kind of beer where I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm making a frozen pizza, and I'm going to throw some spice on it. Okay, fine. You know what? Pale ale, perfect. That's a beer that never changes. Exactly. Never changes. For all, for all these years, too. I mean, we're talking like 20-plus yeah, yeah, you know, 30, 30 plus. Really, thirty plus. I think, yeah, they, they, yeah. think they opened up in the early nineties, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it, they got some age to it. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to Asheville and been to the new one in, in Mills River. It's a palace. It is Disney World for beer nerds. It's, that's there's there that's, is that's what I hear. I, I have there not is, had the pleasure yet. It's is gorgeous. All the yeah. all yeah, the um, the amazing. brass kettles that are twice the size of this building so i mean it, it's exactly 1980 41 yeah. years old oh jeez. Oh, so, so sierra nevada's place in Asheville is exactly what you would think is if you put a brewery inside of the biltmore yeah, yeah. then you get sierra nevada <laughs> yeah. i mean and then you put it around the river the i've never been graceland. oh man yeah, so, sure uh, beer graceland i, I mean it, a little bit more classy than probably Graceland. <laughs> I'm just guessing, yeah, just because right. I I've seen some of these Elvis movies. Um, but you know, it's like the Biltmore of breweries. Yeah, it's, okay. no, it's it's gorgeous. You got to go in the summer too, because uh, you can walk down the trail, and it's about a quarter mile, half mile down the trail to the French Broad River, and they've got all these hammocks and um, frisbee disc golf, and they have actual taps down there too. Mm. And so you're just hanging out on the river and just relaxing. And then you walk a half mile back up the trail into a concert venue. And then you can walk through the garden, which they actually supply all their food, some of their food from. And there's bees just, like, surrounding Like, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. One of the nicest breweries I've ever seen. <laughs> it's on your it's, list now. It's an interesting contrast. It's on our list for a while. Yeah. It's oh, an interesting yeah. contrast to compare the Sierra Nevada place in Asheville to the New Belgian place in Asheville. Um, yes. yeah. From from the Biltmore yeah. to the the as green as possible facility that New Belgium could build on a yep. on a brownfield. I uh, mean, it, it's an interesting contrast versus <laughs> the two. So it's definitely the most, worth <laughs> the most expensive brewery to rehab. They yeah. built it on a uh, dump. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's all types like, of laws involved with brown. Yeah, yeah it was a like lot of, yeah, a lot of remediation s- you had to do. It was like seventy-five yeah, million dollars just to yeah. rehab the land. Yeah, but, but yeah. it's it's beautiful and it's, it's right on the river and. Yeah, but the contrast between the two is one is the Biltmore, the other one is this kind of semi-edgy modern green destination. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Oh man, I love that city. <laughs> gotta get yeah, gotta get Asheville. That got the beer filter. It's been on our list. Oh man, for sure, for, for sure. So all you right. definitely have to go. I mean, the flights are pretty cheap. Yeah, right. Especially yeah, right. during COVID. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, all right, so this was awesome. Absolutely. This is a ton of great beers that you guys represent it's and a, a great festival that I am make it out here excited to. It's, it's uh, worth the drive. Be a part of. It's not that yeah. far. Yeah. yeah, just come out here. Yeah, just come out there. You'll be yeah. disappointed. Because pretty soon it'll be available in Tampa anyway. And then, yeah, you, and then you'll, you'll, you'll get a little, yeah, you'll get to learn a little bit about it. 
and they get to come up here and, and enjoy the full experience. Yeah. I mean, they got they have they have cornhole indoors yeah. and video games. <laughs> yeah. Nineteenth, they're releasing. Sounds like two sours that day. Probably. Yeah. Well, knock on wood. Yeah, we'll if we can get them done fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> Put some pressure on you guys. Yeah, we're going to get Audible in the next week. <laughs> nah, you got, you guys I guess I should fine. make some tank space, huh? We, we should make some tank space there. Now, nah, you guys would be fine. I'm very excited to, to see what's happening both with Double Ranch and with Alter Craft. So it's, it's going to be great. So for now, the glasses are empty and mics are off. This is Craft Revolvers.